Okay, I'm live. I'm recording. I'm recording. Oh, good. We're <laughs> we're here and we're together. My computer's still having issues, but we're here. We did it. It's a it's a double record with some computer issues. <laughs> Yes, it is. Bump, 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 bump. So here we are. Well, <laughs> welcome back to Oddities, everybody. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. Did we say that last week? We fucking didn't. We're so out of practice. And anyway, everybody, oh welcome back to Strange Town. And uh, as per usual, follow along on social media. Uh, information's in the description. Also hanging out in the description, just so you're aware, is that we have. A Patreon, if you'd like to donate to our show, you can do so for as low as a dollar a month, and you get access to a bonus episode every week. And they're video all episodes. All the weeks. All the weeks. You get all of them once you start donating, so you can go back and, and look at the older episodes, too, uh, and watch That's them, right. not just look at them. And then <laughs> we also have a but merch also store. Look at them. <laughs> but also look at them. Look at these faces. And then we have a merch store. If you'd like to check out some Oddities merch, there's a link to that in our description as well how are you dude that's right it's been ages uh, it's been so long yeah i'm good i i have to be honest if you guys listened to last week we're, we're double recording as you guys know we do that from time to time right and if you listen to last week you will know that we were talking about lord of the rings for a really long time and i find that now i'm thinking about lord of the rings still <laughs> I can't, I can't stop thinking about it either. Also, can we talk about how good Viggo Mortensen looks in that movie? Like, dude, I'm, I'm talking about too, like, not when he's like spruced up in the king at the end. I'm talking about when he's like a little disheveled no, no. and dirty and sweaty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I remember when Game of Thrones came out, which I have my own issues with Game of Thrones, but when they were like, oh, the, the Battle of the Bastards is going to be bigger than Helm's Deep, and the top comment was like, if Gandalf's not coming at first light on the fifth day, it won't be better. <laughs> <laughs> you can't top that shit. Like, you just can't. So no. everybody just stop trying, okay? It's, Go to and bed. honestly, it's getting embarrassing. Okay, guys? It it's is. getting oh, embarrassing. Okay. We can't let's, beat Lord of the Rings. Let's not embarrass ourselves. And everybody shut up and listen to Theoden. The end. That's exactly right. That's right. And also, that w- the guy who was his buddy, what did they call him? Worm what was something. Worm. Worm tail or some shit. The one that's all no, gray. That's Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> that's Harry Potter. Oh. I don't even like Harry Potter. Worm tongue. Oh, Grima Worm tongue. That's his name. Okay. All right. So I was on the right track. Fuck me. Yeah, you were. All right. But also, I, I will say this, unconnected, is my cousin this morning, unprompted, sent me a just a text about Harry Potter, and we were talking about Harry Potter for like 10 minutes. She was like, there's some plot holes in this. And I was like, yeah, there are. <laughs> big time. Also, Dumbledore was a dick. And that's that. Yeah. And Frodo's yeah. the worst. Big time. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, now, now that we... I, I, but I don't... I, now that we've also talked about Lord of the Rings again for a while, I, I I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. We've got a we've got a fun day of chores around here. We're gonna put away our Christmas decorations, sadly, and finally. We just did that, and my house is so boring. Again. I know it sucks. I so honestly, I think we're gonna put away Christmas and just put up Halloween. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> it's back. Surprise, bitch. So. Anyway, Surprise, bitch. 
that's uh but honestly no I don't, I don't really have too much to share this time around uh and i told myself in the shower this morning i was like when you're we're recording too when you're talking about what's going on like save half for the second episode and what did i do i didn't that, save half for the second episode so I, also in are. fairness i always am like oh i'm gonna save a little more for the second and i never ever do well, i'm always because i get too excited the second we start talking <laughs> i know me too and you know what like you and i didn't we didn't get the chance to really talk that much this week so i was like i have so much to tell anna and then I, and like so much to tell our listeners and then like it just all spewed it, forth it, in the first episode <laughs> It just got dumped in the first 13 minutes of the first episode. And it's also like, I keep, because if you've been longtime listeners and you guys are familiar with me, I forget everything. So I kept like a note of everything I wanted to say, used it all up last week. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute, though. Damn it. What a good idea. I'm going to do that from now on. I mean, you know that this brain is a toilet. It flushes every 15 minutes and shit goes down. So it just feels like <laughs> I had to keep a note. Otherwise, I forget everything. Your steel trap of a mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, unless it's a movie I've seen 10 years ago, I know all the lines to that. Otherwise, everything else goes. Whatever. You know, everybody has different things that they feel are important to keep around. And that's all there is to it. So long story that's short. Right. And for some reason, my brain chooses dumb things. <laughs> long story short everybody shut up <laughs> that's right we're bringing it back i haven't said it in a while <laughs> everybody shut up everybody shut up so um this is this is a fun episode i absolutely can i just say i love doing these episodes so much um, me too this episode as you can tell from from the title is another listeners episode it's all stories from from you guys so first of all Big thank you for not only listening to us, but taking the time out of your day to write in. Can I just say, when we get an email every time, the two of us start texting about how excited we are that we get an email from a listener and how much we love you guys. So, And literally prior to recording, we were talking about how wild it is that we're getting so many good emails from you guys. And we love the Odd Fam so much. So thank you for sending in your stuff. We have the best listeners and everybody else can kick rocks. And there you have it. And every- everybody else can kick rocks. You heard it here. <laughs> My God. Kick so, rocks. I love that one. I knew you would. So, um, yeah, should we kick it off? Do you, you, we, we talked about this while my thing was loading. You want to start? <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with some emails. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that I can use this person's name. I think so. Because I know them. Hey. Hey. But, excuse me. So here's an email that we received from Dana. Hi, Dana. Hi, Dana. (laughs) So she says, you both talked about having a slight fear of mannequins. I'm the same way. And I wanted to share a fun story with you. I fucking hate mannequins. I (laughs) I hate them so much. I flames. Okay. All right. (laughs) Carry so on. She says, a few, a few years ago, I moved to Orlando and started working for Universal Theme Parks. My first job with the park was working on Halloween Horror Nights. Being from Jersey, hey, I've never hey. gone to the event, let alone gone through many haunted houses. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> when I got there, I spent some time with the haunted house decor crew. One of the houses that year was Halloween, too. My team lead took me in the house and gave me a list of things to work on. Being slightly claustrophobic and not a big fan of horror movies, it wasn't exactly my cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say, though, like, Halloween decor crew, 
Like, that's a good time. Love that. Also, good band name. Uh, dude, for sure. <laughs> good b- band name called it. So, <laughs> anyway, she gave me my list of stuff, and then she went somewhere else in the house to do her list. I was pretty scared being in there alone. Same. The work lights were on, but it still felt scary because it felt like I was standing on the set of Halloween too. I finished my list and didn't know what to do next, so I decided to go find my lead and ask. Well, I couldn't find her. I could hear her somewhere in the maze, but being my first day, I had no idea how to navigate to get to her. I have to stop here and say, how could you leave this person alone? Yeah, let's How just, could they do this to you, let's Dana? Let's just leave it at this. How could you? <laughs> Why did they leave Dana alone? How could fuck? they do this to you, Dana? Yeah. It's fucked up. So... She says, yes, it is just a maze, and I could have walked through, but I'm a chicken. So I tried walking around (laughs) backstage, but couldn't find a way to her. So I decided to brave it and walk through the house. I found my way to the entrance and just walked through. In one of the scenes, you exit through a kitchen and go into the backyard, where there's a bunch of laundry hanging up on the clotheslines. I could hear her using a drill, and I knew I was getting closer. I started to make my way through the maze of clothes when I looked down and saw maybe six pairs of feet. Oh, no. Oh, no. My heart started racing. Because there was only two of us in the house. I turned the corner and there were six mannequins of Michael Myers practically in front of my face. I nearly shit a brick. (laughs) My first instinct would be to punch all of them. I would just start fist flying. You know, it's time. Also probably shitting a brick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like simultaneously. Yeah. I should have known there would be Michael Myers mannequins, but for some reason it didn't cross my mind until they were right in front of me. Anytime I had to work in a room with one of those mannequins, I always made sure I kept an eye on it because deep down I was terrified Michael was going to move. Dude, you never know. Tricky bitches. (laughs) Also, I vote that you two come to the next, the event next year and do a special episode of your experience. I think you would have a great time. We Uh, fucking would. We would throw the fuck down and have the best fucking time. Okay. Although, I gotta tell you, those mannequins might get hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like your hard work and decorations, destroyed. But we would have a blast. <laughs> and we're really sorry. Sorry in advance, and we'll probably have to pay, but that's okay. <laughs> a thousand percent. Because you know I'm panicking and taking a swing at one of them and then hightailing it the fuck out of there. I know, you're gonna leave my ass behind to deal with the aftermath and kick residual ass. And <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> And that's Dana's email. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Snaps for Dana. And thanks for listening. Snaps for Dana. And she's one of our yeah, and she's also, one of our patrons, so thank you for donating as well. Yeah. And I think Dana's one of like our OG listeners. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure she joined us early on when we were just we spring children. Yeah, and just a mess. <laughs> Not that we've gotten much cleaner. No, here we are. <laughs> So, our next our next email is from Sean, because he said we can use his name. He Hi, goes, Sean. feel free to use it. I like my name. Oh, we like it too. <laughs> we, yeah, we do. It's so cute. Okay. <laughs> so, his, he says, as they say in radio, long time listener, first time caller. Even though I'm not calling, I'm emailing, which is like calling for 2021. It's, if, if that joke isn't funny to someone, it's because they are too young. <laughs> Mood. Uh. Anyways, back to the spooks. I'm sending you one story that is set in two different places that all happen in one night. This is a cautionary tale of what not to do while spooky hunting. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and maybe going 
maybe going to an address you found buried on a haunted forum in 2009 in the dead of night in rural Washington state that was supposed <laughs> to be placed where a woman had decades earlier starved her patients as the hopes of curing them, which shocker did not work. It's not the most super of ideas. <laughs> it sounds super to me. What a good time. <laughs> but alas, we were 19 and very stupid. That's uh, a fucking autobiography and, title. And there it is. But alas, we were 19 and very stupid. And very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read that book. I would. Okay, so now for more context. Twas October in the year 2009, many moons ago. I remember I moved well. to Washington State for college. <laughs> for real. I had moved to Washington State for college, and there was not much nightlife for people under 21. So thus, we as legal adults had to find other trouble. Hence, a good spook hunt was always on the list. Upon Googling haunted places near me in Seattle, Washington, I came across two places that seemed really fucking cool. The first was called Starvation Heights. And then he provided us with a link, which will be in the down bar. Yes. Cliff notes, a woman with no medical qualifications or credentials in the early 1910s was apparently a starvation specialist and starved people to cure them. They died because of, like, being starved. So anyways, sounds like a rad place to check out, right? I did some half-assed Googling. (laughs) It, all of this is me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Going on a ghost hunt, half-ass Googling. This is me. I'm just like, ah, let's fucking find out. Fuck around and find out. That's me. <laughs> we love a half-baked plan. <laughs> That's right. I did some half-ass Googling, found its supposed address deep in a forum, and decided to take three friends with me on the hour-and-a-half drive to a small town with some haunted shit. Ooh. Google Street View did not exist. I wish it had. It would have saved us a big scare. <laughs> <laughs> but we love a road trip. Also... Shout out that you brought three friends. Mm-hmm. Good move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a spooky backup in case the Heights place was lame, I also found Western State Mental Hospital in Lakewood, Washington. Another link will be in the down bar. Mm. Haunted ruins of an asylum? Big duh, we were going. Cliff notes on the asylum. Western State was known for its terrifying and inhumane medical procedures. Electroshock therapy, insulin therapy, and lobotomies were all routinely performed at the hospital. The doctors employed these methods in attempt to control or cure patients. <sighs> Big just, sigh. Can we just talk about the mental health treatment that went on? I can't. I mean, mental health is going to be a big issue forever and always, but what the but fuck? Guys, it's also guys. not great that this is commonplace yeah. across the country. No, it was not like an isolated. It was just a mess. Uh, Yes, yes. So we hop in my Jetta and drive in the pouring rain about an hour and a half to this tiny township in rural Washington called Olala. If I I don't know if that's right, but I it's spelled wild. I, I'm just thrilled because I used to have a Jetta. <laughs> I also used to have a Jetta. Twinning. <laughs> We're all twinning. Oh, I gotta say, the Jetta's pickup, I will be looking mm-hmm. in a car forever. That pickup mm-hmm. was unbelievable. I loved my Jetta. It was gorgeous. And mine was a hand-me-down, so, like, the cup holders didn't work. Nothing was right. You had to put the, like, the, the, uh, it was the best. That was the best car. (laughs) I miss it every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he says, called Olala to this address that smart me just found. Anyways, so we are driving and driving and driving. We're in the woods. It's pouring. No lights anywhere. This was stupid. Finally, my phone says we've arrived at destination, so I pull over on the side of the road. It's pitch black, it's shitting rain, and I can't see a thing. I really had to pee, but no one would get out of the car with me. Oh, abandonment. 
Wow. Looks like I have to go it alone, so I get out of the car and hike into the darkness to pee. I walk into the woods a small distance from the car to be appropriate, but also not too far because I'm scared because I'm in <laughs> I'm in the dark woods alone. I like I finish- if I was this dude, I flat out would have just pulled out my winky right next to the car and not given a shit. Like everybody can just look at it if they want. I like I would have just peed right next to the car. <laughs> also, like I I feel like I would have just turned my back. You know, like you yeah. can hide it. You don't yeah. have to, uh, to. Under my assumption of the male anatomy, which is not great. <laughs> I'm gonna assume you could just be like beep bop, and it you don't even have to pull your pants down. No, you just sneak it right out the little little fly. I mean, I guess though you'll cut it. So, someone who has male anatomy, help us out here. Are we right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know. Anyway, <laughs> but I fully understand that you want to go a little far, but not too far. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I finish as fast as possible, walk back towards the car, then slip and fall into the ditch by the side of the road. I scramble out of the ditch and hide my mud-covered ass back to my Jetta. Hike my mud-covered ass back to my Jetta. I get in and my friends start arguing that we should go somewhere else because there's nothing here. As my friends are arguing, I, as the driver, glance into the side mirror. I'm, like, getting chills reading this. And see a small point of light swaying on its way towards my car. I'm trying to figure out what this is while they are all talking. I clean my glasses and look closer and realize it's a fucking person. Oh, no. I, I, we are in the woods at night and there's a person carrying something walking up to my car and they are coming to my driver's side door. My hands start sweating like hardcore panic sets in because now me, a 19 year old skinny queer me, now has to talk to nighttime dark wood stranger guy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. He gets to my window, motions for me to roll it down. I, against my better judgment, do. I have to say, I've been panicked and I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I just do what someone says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Especially at 19. Like, I'm absolutely... Yeah. And they're coming up to my driver's side door like a cop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Right. He's like 6'3 and has something in his hand, but I am now concentrating on memorizing this person who might be my murderer's face. <laughs> <laughs> he asked what we are doing out there, and I immediately say we are lost, so we took a wrong turn and ended up here. I even asked him where exactly was here to lay it on thick we were lost. He wasn't buying it and asked, well, where are you trying to go? Luckily, I had out-of-state places on, out of state plates on my car, so I just keep saying we are lost, and I take this moment to look at the object in his hands. Bad news, it's a shotgun. A shotgun with a flashlight mounted on it. This is where I'm shitting a brick. Right yeah, here. Yeah, the, the whole shotgun aspect is, is nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah, with a flashlight mounted on it. Mm-hmm. That's the most rogue behavior... I've ever heard. This is like big survivalist energy. Ugh. I am in the dark woods, stuck, talking to a man with a gun. He finally gives us directions back to the main road and ends it with saying, be careful, there's lots of weirdos out and about here. Not that that's creepy to say or anything. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And here's my question. What, this is not the end, but what is he doing there? Yeah, why is he hanging out? Like, what is, what's his deal? And presumably, he's close enough distance that he can walk up to their car. Yeah. It doesn't sound like they were parked there very long. No. He, Sean just had to get out to pee, slips, goes back to the gym. Fall down in a ditch and come back up. <laughs> that we're, we're talking, what, under five minutes? Three, yeah. max? Yeah. Uh, ugh. 
So, so kids, moral of this first part of the story is do not just go to an address you find on the internet to a supposed haunted place. Like, duh, that's a given, but also we weren't the first people to do something like this and probably won't be the last. Like, it's easy to get caught up in the excitement of, ooh, spooky, scary, boo-boo-boo, but also, like, bad shit can happen and bad shit can happen fast. I'm so fucking lucky that he didn't just shoot me when I was, like, in the woods peeing because I was fully trespassing. But alas, we were 19 and stupid. (laughs) And there it is. Also, though... I I don't know what the laws are in Washington, if they have stand your ground, but I don't think that you can just shoot someone for trespassing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. I don't know, yeah. So my friends are whining that we need to go to that other place, the asylum ruins. I'm like kind of down to go, but also like that was really fucking scary. So part of me wants to go home now. They wear me down, and we drive 45 minutes to this other place. We don't really know exactly where it is, because apparently 19-year-old me was an awful navigator, and I had a general idea that it was in this big park somewhere in Lakewood. I mean, how hard could it be to find ruins of an asylum in a park? Guess what? It was. (laughs) So anyways, we get to the address of this park that these ruins are in. It's about 11 p.m. now, and it's still shitting rain. We get out, and the park is pretty much just like wood, so we find a path and just start walking into the dark because we are smart legal adults. Uh Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We walk for like 20 minutes or so up muddy hills and down paths and stuff, and all of a sudden I smell something strange as we are walking up this hill. Just out of the blue, I started smelling the smell of wet gauze. That's a pretty specific smell, and there's no reason that the woods would have that weird, specific, synthetic smell wafting through them. That is a very specific smell, and I know that smell. Do you know that as I was reading it, I could smell it? Like, mm-hmm. I, that smell is so specific. It is. As we are getting to the top of the hill, my boyfriend and one of my friends says out loud at the same time, Do you guys smell that? It smells like gauze. What the fuck? No sooner did they say that than we crested the hill and looked down below, and there were the ruins. Cue the spooks. They were definitely scary. A lot of them had been torn down, so it was pretty much just the foundations. Still, though, the whole place was charged for sure. You could just feel it, like kind of air vibratory and stuff. For more context, I sit in the healthy skeptic realm, like I question something before assuming something is something. So we are walking around, and my boyfriend and I split up to go smoke away from the girls. Mood. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling kind of sassy and brave, which is what I want on my headstone, so I start exploring on my own. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Feeling kind of sassy and brave. I don't come across anything, but at one point my boyfriend comes running up to me and asks why I didn't answer any of his questions he had asked me a few minutes ago. He had evidently found a little nook that he was sitting on and finishing his cigarette when apparently he felt me sit next to him, but he didn't look over because who else would it be sitting next to him in these ruins in the dark in the woods? He asked what he thought was me when we were leaving and felt me get up and walk away, so he looks and doesn't see anything. So he finds me and asks me, rudely I might add, why I had ignored him earlier when I was sitting next to him. I was like, uh, don't fuck with me, Charlie. I wasn't sitting next to you because I fully thought he was fucking with me. His eyes got wide and he then told me about how he was talking to something that he assumed was me just now. And then all of a sudden we both smelled that gauze smell again. Big spooks. Big spookala bookala energy. We all decided to promptly leave and head back to the city because it was now 1 a.m. and I had to drive an hour and a half home. So while I never saw anything myself, it was very spooky there. Both places are very cool and have not-so-super history, so by all means, read further into them, because duh. They are totally worth your time, I promise. So yeah, haunted stuff is fun, spooky stuff is cool, but also be smart, bad things happen all the time. We are very lucky that ended up fine. But moral of the story, don't go to addresses on the internet. (laughs) 
Also, you made my Spotify wrapped as my top podcast. Y'all's banter is chef's kiss. Oh. oh my God, this is the best. I live somewhere in the summer. I see, I leave. Lastly, I live somewhere where in the summer I see Sandhill cranes like daily and laugh literally every time. Those, uh, those shifty, untrustworthy birds. So thank you for the laughs and the spooks and can't wait till you get sponsored and we get to hear y'all do a stamps.com commercial. Stay strange. <laughs> thank Thanks, y'all. No, you can't trust those fucking shifty bitches, Sandhill cranes. You can't. Hell no. You cannot. No. Also, oh that story, I like that that story takes place in two different locations and has two different terrifying endings. Yes, they're both spookalabookala in different ways. I loved it. Yeah. One of them is very scary. I, the gauze smell thing Ugh. freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. And also that that man had a shotgun with a flashlight mounted on it. Two very different kinds of scary. <laughs> yes, that's true. True. Yeah, definitely. That was great. Thank you very much. Thank you, nighttime darkwood stranger guy. (laughs) (laughs) So the last story I'm going to read is from, I don't know if we can say their name. So I may not. Okay. This is a historical family story about the black eyed children. Ah, our first episode. My topic, I think. Yes. Yeah. Spooky. Very, very spooky. My great-grandfather was part of the Pancho's Villas gang. My grandfather grew up in a village that Pancho Villa used as one of his bases. I gotta tell you, I don't know much about this. I know it vaguely. And now I desperately want to Google it. Anything gang-related, I'm like, yes. Yes. Yep. It's just very interesting. So on his way home, my great-grandfather was traveling through a sparse and and deserted stretch from northern Mexico back home to the village his family was in. He was riding his horse at night with a lantern tied to his saddle. I gotta tell you something, that's, oof, the courage that I'll never know to do shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a very dark night. It was never said if it was a new moon or overcast. While riding, it wasn't pitch dark, and his lantern's light was reaching fairly far ahead. At some point, it got significantly darker, so dark that his lantern light only lit up a couple of feet around him. He slowed his horse and continued on cautiously. While carefully riding through this deeper darkness, he heard a small child crying. Nope. No. And that's when no. we giddy on up and giddy on the fuck on out of there. That's when you mind your business. That's when we hightail that shit. Fuck the kids' laughter or whatever. When he reached where the noise was coming from, he, sm- he saw a small girl sitting on a log. This area was very far from any towns or ranches. He got off his horse and approached the girl. Nope. I have to say, though... This is probably in a time and in an area when he was like, this girl's lost. You know, like, I have to help her. But also, this is a better person than I, because I would just... Truly. (laughs) Bye! Also, a way better person than me. I'd be like, ooh, this looks unfortunate. See ya. (laughs) See ya! (laughs) Actually, now that I have nephews and a niece, like, now I don't know. I don't know if I could leave a kid. I have four nieces. If I was riding in the darkness... (laughs) With just a lantern in the middle of nowhere and I hear a child, I'm probably not going to go. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Abandoning. <laughs> like, abandon Fair all enough. of ye who enter here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As he approached, she said, I'm lost and I need you to take me home. He told people her voice was flat and had no emotion to it. He asked her where she lived and she said, no, 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 Don, which is 
honorific. Vera, yeah. take me to your home. At this statement, she looks up into his eyes, and her eyes were solid black. Upon seeing this, he pulled his machete off his saddle and attempted to cut off her head. And that's exactly and how it's done. Go straight the for the fucking, fucking move. That, go for the fucking machete and cut the fucking head off. We don't have time for black eyes. No. At striking her, the deeper darkness immediately lifted, and the little girl disappeared. Yeah, see ya, bitch. Try, try harder next time. <laughs> this story was told to me by my grandfather in Spanish and translated by my father. I have many stories from the same grandfather about Las Brujas, the witches, mm. around the village where he grew up in Mexico. I used to have events happen that were almost exactly the same as dreams I had. That's everything I have. Y'all are crushing it. Keep going, please. Also, Anna's voice kicks ass for audio casting. Only Sean Connery has a cooler voice. Stop. That is so nice. I want a compliment like that, too. But I am thrilled for you because he's right. That's really nice. Thank you. Also, this story, fucking terrifying. But this is the move. I This uh, I understand. Yeah. You get off to help the little girl. She says something wild. You're like, well, now you're going to die. Get mm-hmm. a weapon. <laughs> Prepare to die, bitch. Prepare to die. That's terrifying. I know. Very spookalabookla. And I like that it's like a family, like, oral. I love like, that. You know, very spookalabookla and Trey cool. Muchas gracias. Also, yeah, this speaks to me because I used to hear stories my grandfather spoke Italian and English, mm-hmm. but he used to tell me that, like, even translating them, he felt like he, like, lost something. Right. But it's it's cool to hear, like, stories like that. It's so cool. And my grandfather used to tell me wild shit all the time. I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank so you very are, much. I, yeah, thank you. I love, I love, like, family stories like that. Thank yes. you. Yes. That's awesome. Also scary as fuck. Yeah, very spooky. Very spooky, scary skeletons. Ooh. Ooh. All right. These are all like, I, I'm not, oof. Ugh. I know. That, that that little girl sitting on the log, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. What do you, get the fuck, no. We don't have time for little girls sitting on logs in darkness pretending to be And lost. then saying shit like, take me to your home. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get your own fucking home. Stop <laughs> it. No. <laughs> get the machete. Get the machete. Uh, all right. So, I have three stories as well. One's an email, and two came to us through Instagram. Um, Okay, so I will start with the email story. This one's bananas. This listener, and I believe patron as well, so thank you, uh, was kind enough to share movies with us that go along with it, and audio clips. So I'm going to try and work them in when I'm reading the story. I'm going to do my best. Uh, Hopefully there's no issues. So, here we go. Hi, Cassie and Anna. That's us. My name. <laughs> I <didn't> know. <laughs> wow. My name is Stephanie. You can say it on the podcast if you want to. LOL. <laughs> Thank you. We Hi, did. Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. And I love the podcast. You guys are hilarious and amazing. And please don't ever stop making oddities. Thank well, you. Cassie, has, Cassie has said on more than one occasion that we're going to make this until we die, so... <laughs> so, and Anna doesn't get a say in that, apparently, so here we are. <laughs> also, congrats on the wedding, Cassie. Thank you! Thank you so much. much Three exclamation points! <clears throat> I know! Oh, are you reading along with me? How exciting. I, okay. I, love, I love to do that. Okay. See, I'm the opposite. I just listened to what you were saying. That's so cool. Okay, alright. Here we are. The story is a bit convoluted, so I'm going to try to write it in order. I live in a small town, I'm sorry, yeah, in a small town in central New York. 
In 2016, I moved into a small apartment that was once a garage attached to a house. It was a one-bedroom, one-bathroom with a small kitchen and living room. It was very small, but the rent was low, and I could have my dog and cat. Well, that's what's important, and we love a low rent, okay? That's right. So, the landlord was a family friend, and before I even gave my security deposit, he said, quote, I hope you aren't scared of ghosts, quote, I mean, also for that to be the tagline, (laughs) come on, man. I'd be like, well, I hope you still want my security deposit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, clearly I am a fan of the spookala bookala, but I like to think I'm somewhat of a skeptic. I want a full apparition of a ghost in my face before I will fully believe. Mood. Same, 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 same. I sort of laughed it off and forgot about it. The house itself was only built in 1970, and the garage was renovated to be an apartment in the 80s. I figured that isn't much of a history for a typical haunted location. True that. True. That's a good point. Cut to move-in day. My aunt came over to help me deep clean before I started bringing in my stuff. After a few hours, my uncle came by with my three-year-old cousin to bring us lunch. Immediately, my cousin said, I don't like this house. Well, there you have it. If a three-year-old kid says it... Not good. It is no good. Uh Uh-uh. So... Um, I asked why, and he said, there's a bad thing in there. Ooh! Nope. Kids are so fucking scary. (laughs) That's exactly right, Stephanie. (laughs) Yes, they are. But of course, I decided to ask him what the bad thing was. He said it was like a bad shadow man. Fuck that. Fuck that. Also, my nephew said something similar, but my my brother-in-law said he was saying Batman. Batman. But I thought he said bad shadow man. Well, here you have it. Kids know shit. So, while he was there, he kept covering his eyes because he didn't want to see the bad thing. Like, what the okay, fuck, dude? Okay, that's terrifying. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? I love that. <laughs> I called my dad, who is a firm believer in anything and everything spooky, scary skeletons. And he said he would order some cleansing stuff and come over as soon as he could. Hell yeah, dad to the rescue. Mm-hmm. Once I started unpacking, I forgot about the bad thing and focused on getting organized. I didn't feel spooked or anything. That was until the first night. I was laying in bed, playing on my phone, when my dog and cat both started to get agitated. They were sitting Mm -hmm. at the end of the bed, looking out the door into the kitchen. My dog started growling, and my cat was all puffed up. I was about to get up and see what they were looking at when I heard a dragging noise. No. That's spooky. Mm -mm. Um, My hands are getting clammy. (laughs) Oh, gosh, clammy hands. Okay. I couldn't quite tell what it was, but it sounded like plastic dragging across the kitchen floor. Nope. Nope. My dog immediately started barking and my cat ran and hid under the bed. I froze and my stomach sank. Without looking, I sat up and closed the bedroom door. I slept with the light on and decided whatever was being dragged could be dealt with in the morning. And that's exactly how it's done. That's it. You all can fucking wait until the morning. That is right. Mind your business. That's right. The next day, I found the pet's food and water dishes on the other side of the kitchen. So that was the dragging sound. I was scared but I had just signed a year lease and there wasn't much I could do. My dad still hadn't received the order of cleansing stuff. Night two, the dragging happened again, but this time I started to hear scratching from inside my bedroom closet and tapping on my bread, my, my bread room. God damn my it. My bread room. My bedroom window. That's spooky. That's spooky. It, inside the closet. No, that's like th- that. Ooh. That's like the grudge. We can't have that. We oh, true. We can't have that, like, women popping out of the ceiling, peeking at us no, no. <laughs> in the closet. No, no. So, needless to say, I did not sleep. 
The next day, I tried to rationalize some of this. I decided to put a mat under the food and water dishes. I also went and got a bunch of mouse traps. Maybe that was the scratching. Maybe a mouse or a rat was dragging the bowls. It's a big-ass mouse or rat, though. I'm just going to say that. All right. But I have to say, I would also do this. I would, too. I would do all the things that make the most sense to me and proactively take steps against them. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I would, yeah... With the scratching and shit, I'd be like, yeah, there's probably some mice or some... some yeah, there's probably a fucking rat in the wall or rodents. something. Rodents. Mm-hmm. Squirrels. That shit happens. Ugh, but that bastards. night, more stuff started happening. The bowls didn't get dragged, but this huge painting I have fell off the wall and ended up on the other side of the kitchen. No, 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 no. no. We don't like ghosts who redecorate for us. The scratching <laughs> in the closet and the tapping on the window continued. Another night of no sleep. In the morning, I checked the mouse traps. I had set five and only one was left. The other four were just gone. That's no. weird. I checked the entire apartment top to bottom. I tried to tell myself maybe they were some big-ass rats that got semi-trapped <laughs> and ran off half-stuck. Me. I'd be like, that's a big-ass rat. <laughs> me too. I'd be like, oh, that's unfortunate. Bye. This made me feel like an asshole, so I decided not to set anymore. <laughs> I called my dad freaking out. Of course, because he's a believer in all things spooky, he said, yeah, you have a poltergeist or a demon. Well, it says demon, <laughs> but I'm, I'm changing it to demon. Right. Wow. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Do you know what that energy reminds me of? What? Remember in Paranormal Activity when the, the priest comes in, or whatever he is, the demonologist oh, and he's like, comes in, and he's like, here. oh, I can't help you, and walks out? <laughs> I know. I, love uh, I knew it was going to be another shitty night if I didn't do something. I decided to confront whatever was in the house. I tried to be firm and said, this is my house now. Whatever or whoever you are, you need to leave or leave me alone. That night, the only weird thing that happened was the tapping on the window. I told myself it was the wind, put in earplugs, and finally got some sleep. Yeah! Mind your sleep, business. Sleep, sleep, So, the next day, my dad came over with the cleansing stuff he had ordered and saged the shit out of the place. I'm not sure how much I believe in cleansing, but it made me feel better. Things stopped. It got quiet, and there were no more noises at night. Things were quiet for months, and then they weren't. Ooh. I, I gotta tell you, if... It was quiet, and then all of a sudden, it just kicked off again after months. I would be like, fuck, I, uh, this is too much. This is what we have to say. We don't have time for this. We have That's to right. tell this thing we don't have time for this. That's exactly right. Um, about six months after no incidents, my cousin, from the beginning of the story, came for a sleepover. Okay, so this is like the little one. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he wouldn't be, say any more creepy-ass little kid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't we all? He was fine at first, but then he said he wanted me to come to the bathroom with him. He had been potty trained for a while at this point and generally was fine going by himself. When I asked why, he said, because that bad thing is hiding in the bathroom. Great. I told him, <laughs> it's written in all caps, so that's how I interpreted it. I told him there were no bad things in the house and he was safe. He looked at me like, yeah, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Dude. He slept fine that night, which was awesome. But in the morning, he said, did you hear that man walking around in the kitchen? He likes to open the doors. No. God damn it, no. No. I told him there was no man in the house, and he must have been dreaming. But meanwhile, I was freaking out. I hadn't heard anything for months. I decided against my better judgment to start recording with my phone at night. My curiosity was stronger than my fear, apparently. Sometimes I would get nothing. Other nights, I would get tapping noises, footsteps, the sound of a cupboard opening and closing, my bedroom door opening and closing, etc., all of the that, recordings. That, all... The 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 bedroom door opening and closing that I can't have. No, that's very spookalabook. Um, 
And all the recordings also contained my dog reacting to the noises. She would be growling and barking. I must have been used to... Uh, I must have been used to this because this never woke me up. At this point, I decided that whatever was in my apartment wasn't that scary or a threat and just kind of got used to it. So she shares... Let's see. One, two, three, four clips. I'm going to go ahead and put them in here. So here's clip one. Here's clip two. Here's clip three. Here's clip four. Have you you've listened to these, right? Mm-hmm. They're crazy and spookle boogle, especially that you can like the dog like tweaking out and everything, you know. It it's very alarming to me to hear like I I also, I I understand that people can open and close doors. Like, people can say, oh, she was recording this and then open yeah, and right, closing right. the doors. But then the dog wouldn't be reacting. Yeah, the dog was, the like, dog shitting itself. Because the dog would know itself. it's her. Yeah, you, like, you'll hear the dog and the dog's, like, going bananas. So, anyway, thank you for sharing them with us. But, um, okay, so here's where the story oh, picks so up scary. again. scary. Very spooky. Uh, things would get quiet for some time and then pick back up. There really wasn't a pattern to it. Um, the tapping on the window was the most annoying. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can Mood. see that. But it I was would tapping, also be pissed off. It was tapping from the inside of the window, almost like something trying to get out. This is the only sound that would consistently wake me up at night. One day in the summer, I wanted to open the window to get some fresh air. When I pulled back the curtain, I almost shit myself. There were man-sized handprints all over the window from the inside. No. I took a picture and sent it to my landlord who replied, I told you it was haunted. God damn it. Fucking landlord. You think I would have moved out immediately, but I honestly didn't feel that scared. I felt sad that whoever or whatever was here was trapped and basically trying to get out. Around this time, um, I had a next a next door move nope a next door neighbor move in. He asked if I would be okay with him installing security cameras with motion detectors facing the driveway. I said I was fine with it and forgot all about it. About a month later, he asked if he could send me some weird videos. He nope. sent me two recordings of what hap- or what appeared to be a white oval floating into my window and then a while later floating back out and up into the sky. My first thought nope. was maybe it was a bug or dust, but then he told me he had gotten similar videos to those every night for weeks. The orb always followed the same pattern, going in and out of the window and up into the sky, and it always happened around the same time every night. My neighbor was scared shitless and had a priest come bless this house. <laughs> I am 100% not religious, and I didn't want the priest in my house, but I told my neighbor to do whatever he needed to do. However, the weird orb videos didn't stop. 
He apparently had to disconnect the camera because the memory was completely full of recordings like that. That's crazy Oof. that it is so similar every single time, and it was full of recordings like that. So we have pictures and the videos as well. So when, when, this, when this episode goes up, instead of our usual cover image, let's do those. We'll put those up yeah, on social media. So we'll sure. share that with you guys. I basically just lived with whatever ghosty roommate I had. It didn't <laughs> bother me or hurt me. I never really felt scared anymore. I did try to do some research into the property. I only found one very vague obituary connected to someone who used to live at the address. It only had the first initial of J, and he mm. died at age 38. I assumed this was who was in my apartment. There was no cause of death, which I found suspicious. Whenever anything weird would happen, I would say, J, can you please stop? And generally it would work. What a considerate ghost. <laughs> Indeed. Things got bad again when I was about to move out. My girlfriend and I were moving in together, and she was helping me pack one night. We were in the bedroom packing and talking about how excited we were about our new house. Eee, that is exciting. Out that of, is so exciting. Out of nowhere, there was a loud slapping noise. <laughs> Same. It sounded no. like someone's getting slapped or slammed against the floor in the kitchen. No. Oh, my. It was so loud, we both jumped, and my dog started barking her head off. The next day, when I got home from work, one of the boxes I had packed was tipped over, and everything in it was spilled and scattered around the room. I told myself maybe the cat or dog knocked it over. But that night, the tapping on the window was so loud. I could hear stuff being moved around the living room and kitchen. I started to think maybe Jay was upset I was leaving. I talked hmm. to my dad, and he gave me a cleansing tool he said would help. Uh, it was this round, this little round black pod with a dip in the middle. He gave me some ground-up sage to put in the pod and said to light it and then blow out the flame and let it burn. I put the pod filled with the sage in an ashtray and set it on my kitchen counter. Uh, I walked into my bedroom, and within seconds, I heard this loud explosion. I ran mm -mm. back. Nuh uh I ran back into the kitchen, and the ashtray had literally exploded and shattered into a million pieces. The sage was not burning, and the pot was exactly where it had been, but just sitting on the kitchen counter. What? That's crazy. I forgot about I, this part when I first read this. I, I have no words for this part. No. I still have no way to explain how the ashtray exploded out from underneath the pod and the pod wasn't moved even an inch. I have nothing for that either. I've got nothing. I, th there's no explanation Literally nothing. I rationalized that the heat from the sage must have caused the ashtray to explode, but I couldn't explain how it had taken mere seconds to heat up that much or how the pod didn't go flying off the counter. That's exactly it. That's exactly right. what I can't explain that part. I still think about that and try to come up with some logical solutions, but it was just so weird. I agree. That's the, that's the weirdest thing ever. So and weird. Makes me freak out. I know. In the weeks leading up to the move, the house got very loud. <clears throat> I wasn't sleeping at night because of all the sounds. Things kept getting knocked over and moved. I tried to chalk it up to me being spaced out and frazzled with moving. I started to have nightmares about a shadow man standing in my bedroom doorway watching me sleep. Nope. No. No. These dreams progressed into the shadow man trying to grab me, and it felt like he was trying to attach himself to me. I definitely think this was my imagination reacting to all the weird shit that was going on, but it didn't make me feel any better. Yeah, yeah No, neither. how could it? Yeah. Um, I ended up having a friend, a friend come to cleanse my house again because I was worried that Jay would follow me to the new house. My friend said she had looked into the property, and by asking some friends who had lived in the area for a while, she found out that Jay was actually named Jim. He was a gay man that committed suicide in the apartment in the late 80s, when his family rejected him. Oh, no. She also found out where he's buried in our town. This crushed me. I'm also gay, and I felt so much sorrow for this man. I instantly lost any fear I had. 
While I don't fully believe in the paranormal, I couldn't help but see the evidence about Jim and connect it to all the things that had happened. I do wonder if he was upset that I was leaving. Maybe at first he didn't want me there, but then started to enjoy the company of someone who could understand and accept him. I tried to find out as much as I could about Jim, but due to the time and circumstances surrounding his death, I couldn't find very much. I do plan to find and visit his grave. Before I moved out, I told Jim that I hope he can move on and find peace. I told him that I am so sorry for what happened to him and that I understand what he went through. The last week in the apartment was silent. No noises, nothing moving. Even the taps on the window stopped. I really do hope that if Jim was there, he's able to find peace in some way. We moved into our new house, and I'm happy to say there has been zero spooky activity. Yay! <laughs> and and happy, happy new house to you. Um, I will attach a few of the things I still have as evidence from the apartment. I still don't know if I 100% believe in ghosts. I would have liked if Jim had shown himself to me so I could tr say I truly believe. But it was a wild experience for sure. I like to view things logically, but I still can't rationalize some of the odd events that took place. Good luck to whoever lives there next. <laughs> I hope this wasn't too long. Thanks, ladies, and I hope you enjoyed this story. We loved it. Thank you, Stephanie, and congratulations Thank on you. your house again. I feel for Jim. I think, though, that Me you're hitting too. the nail on the head, though, with this, right? Because it all, like, once she said all that and found out all that and, like, you know, said she hoped he found peace and he, she was, it stopped. Yeah. Like, instantly. Also, I have to say, I hope that not only good luck to whoever who lives there next, but I hope if he's still there, that there also is understanding and patient yeah. and kind as Stephanie was to him. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, it's just. That's Jim, horrible. Jim has and, it Like, rough. that really pulls at my heartstrings. I know, me too. And, like, you and I have talked about, like, how we hate the idea of, like, if something awful happened and then you're just, like, stuck where, like, you know, I, in yeah. the afterlife. Like, that sucks. Like, I, I hope that he heard Stephanie and found some kind of peace. Me too. I really hope Wh whatever so. Whatever that may look like. Stephanie, you're a, you're a brave one. And, uh, and a very kind soul. Yes, definitely. Um, and thank you so much for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Also, we love all the evidence. Love that. Yes. Also, all the rationalization is exactly what I would do. Yeah, me too. But then after a while, I would just be like, okay, this shit is like two freaking bananas. Like bananas. she was like, like with the ashtray and the sage and like, it's like, what? That's that whole fucking part of the story. I'm the same way. I totally forgot. I just remember <laughs> that story being unbelievable. And then as soon as we got to the sage part, I was like, yes. oh, fuck me. Yes. So anyway, we've hopefully... What I did worked and the clips are in here. And then if you want to check out the uh, the photo and the videos, hopefully we've got they're those up, up on the Instagram too. So Yeah, they're up on the Instagram. And big thank you to Stephanie. Yes, that, thank that you so much. That story about Jim makes me so sad. I know, me too. But it's an amazing story. So um, It is. Wow. So, okay, I have a couple more. This came to us from Mark on Instagram. Hi, Mark. Thank you very much. Hi, Mark. So... Uh, this is shortly after our um, episode about James Dean and Little Bastard came out. <laughs> okay. And he says, I can't believe you guys didn't know about Little Bastard. Honestly, I can't believe either. Like, what, Me what, neither. what are we doing? But he says, I grew up in a house of mechanics. We are all very superstitious. One of my favorite stories, book slash movie, is Stephen King's Christine. I imagine that Stephen King had to take some inspiration from Little Bastard. This mm -hmm. is so popular that even Supernatural did an episode on Little Bastard. The car is still sawed over and is 
the golden ticket of cars. Um, definitely look into Christine. I tell you, machines have feelings. My grandpa said they were women. I didn't believe this until my dad got his boat. Here we go. Some backstory. My mom hates boats and everything about them, <laughs> especially being out in the water. Uh, my dad bought this boat as a fixer-upper. It took us about a year of both of us working on it. My dad grew up in a mechanic household, has gone to trade schools, works for SEPTA in Philadelphia, probably isn't the best mechanic in the world, but he's great nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> also, any kind of mechanic, even the best kind of mechanic, are they're like airbenders to me. I, know, I don't too. understand them I, at all. I don't know anything. So anyway, we rebuilt the whole engine on this boat. Knew everything. That's amazing. Yeah, knew everything. Now the whole time my mom is cursing this boat every time it's brought up. She even <laughs> went on it when it was dry docked and, uh, and stuff and cursing it and saying she'd never go on it. Anyway, me and my dad took it out together the very first time from Philadelphia to Trenton, which is a pretty long run and it ran great. We took it out a few more times with no issues. So because I helped my dad so much with it, I wanted my mom to see what I did and enjoy it um, too. So I talked her into coming out. And she agreed. The morning the morning of it was cold. So when we got there, my dad sent me to start the boat to let it warm up. I heard my mom saying she still hated the boat. The boat started up fine, and we let it idle a few minutes before she came down to the dock. But as soon as she set foot on it, the engine died and wouldn't start. Oh, bye. Bye. My dad, who looked very silly, sent my mom up to the car, and we spent about half an hour looking for an explanation with no luck. Finally, he started it up, and it was like nothing happened. I ran up and oh. got my mom again, and as soon as she got on the boat, it stalled again. My mom said she wasn't getting on the death trap. She went back up, and a few <laughs> minutes later, the boat started. We decided to go, or we didn't go out that day, but we decided to name the boat Jinxed. I painted a black cat on the back of it. Eight years later, my dad still has the boat and rarely has problems. To this day, because of that, I think machines have feelings. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's so strange. Um, and then there's also another story from Mark. So he says, um, growing up, me and my two sisters were lucky enough to have a weekend house in Burlington Township, New Jersey. Hey. Hey. It was a small rancher that my great grandfather had built as a place for him to drink at on the weekends. He was in the army and, and Fort Dix is right around the corner. Now my great grandfather only built enough for it to be considered a house. The insides had no walls and few lights as I was told by my family until he passed away and my grandpop was given the property. Now, I love my grandpop, but he was very, very cheap. He only added enough <laughs> to separate the rooms and added light and such, but it still wasn't a home until my father was given it after his grandfather's, or his dad's death. His, his dad's dad's death. Right. N now, wait, wait, wait. H hang on. I have to get my charger. Okay. good all right we're back um now my dad wanted to finish the house once and for all note <clears throat> great grandfather smoked heavily but neither did my dad nor grandpa smoke me and my dad started painting the walls added a hard wooden tile floor heat the works before my grandpa died he bought my he bought me a train and we built um shelves so it would run around the ceiling in my room weird things have always happened in the house also note, the house is on a dead-end street in the woods. One night, me and my dad stayed up really late watching 007 movies. I fell asleep nice. on the... Yes. 
I fell asleep on the couch and he woke me up later and went and we went to bed. The reason we went down was to work on some things inside since it was December and freezing out. One of those things was the doorbell. We took the doorbell out and set it on the table, but we got hungry so ordered food and watched movies with the mindset that we'd finish the next day. Now, flash forward, we're in bed and we wake up to the doorbell being rung. I thought my dad nope. was messing with me. Nope, indeed. He he came out of his room with his shotgun loaded and told me to go get my rifle. That's it. I love our listeners. This is it. Okay. Always get a weapon. Always get a weapon. All right? If it's not a machete, go get the shotgun and the rifle. <laughs> so, my dad was paranoid that scrappers would steal the pipes. They were copper. When we were gone. So, he opens the door and no one is there and the doorbell is on the table. Nope. Sharpies, screwdrivers, tools, all would go missing. It got so bad we had to keep everything on us at all times. And it always seemed this would happen when my dad and I were working on expensive projects. It isn't anything sinister, but I think it's my grandpop's way of telling us he's still around. The last big <laughs> thing was my dad got major surgery, and the week before we spent a lot of time there. The day before my dad said, the day before the surgery, my dad said he had a dream where it was him, his dad, and my great grandfather all around the table talking and watching me work on the house by myself. The next morning, I was the first one up, and the whole house smelled of strawberry cigars. I kind of confronted my dad. I basically said, you shouldn't smoke even if you're scared, but especially before a surgery. He said he, sh he didn't, but told me my great-grandfather did, and then told me about his dream. My dad was, um, my dad was okay after the surgery, but it w has always struck, I'm sorry, stuck with me, and I wonder, is that where my family likes to go after we pass? I hope so. I love that place. That's sweet. That's a nice one. I also love the idea that they, like, they smelled the smoke yeah. right before a surgery. I also think it's hilarious that things would disappear only when they were doing expensive projects. I know, like, very nice. <laughs> he was like, hey, hey, this is too much. <laughs> You're putting too much money into this place. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'll take a screwdriver away. That way you can install that big expensive thing. Return it. Now try. Yeah, so that was, <laughs> those were both really cool stories. So thank you, Mark. Thank you to all of our listeners for taking the time to write all of this wonderful stuff and send it to us. It's all bananas. Yeah, it's so I loved lovely. all of it. I love, I love these episodes. I fucking love them. You guys have the best stories. I fucking love the fact that that boat is such a temperamental bitch. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. Mom's like, I hate it. And the mom steps on it and the boat's like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh. I'll show you. Meh. I love it so much. So this was awesome. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you for all your stories. You guys are so great. And also, if anybody has more. Yes. Or if, if you get emails from us about questions to any follow-ups from these stories. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know... Uh, if anybody else has anything, feel free to email it to us. Our email is in the description. Or you can always send it to us through Instagram or Facebook. We, we check those regularly, too. And um, Whatever is easiest. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. We love hearing from you, so thank you again. Whatever floats your jinx. Whatever floats your jinx. And I love the black cat on it, too. That's so cool. I love that. And uh, until next time. Stay strange. <laughs>